0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You may be seated. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? You'll find that on page 90 and 91 of your blue pew Bibles. The book of Acts tells us three things about what does this mean? What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? The three things that tells us are, one, there is outside power. Two, there is inward amazement. And third, there is a universal message. I moved to Florida in 2006. And one of the, uh, sorry, not 2006, 2016. I was married here in Florida in 2006, but I I moved in 2016. One of the interesting things that happened uh, during that time was a if y'all remember, Hurricane Matthew. I'm originally from, from North Carolina. We get a few hurricanes, but not what y'all Florida folks get. So the beauty of that was, I remember my daughter, who was born in England, um, during Hurricane Matthew, at the the space between feeder bands, as the feeder bands are whipping houses here in central Florida, she would run out and just get drenched in that torrential rain because the winds had kind of died down, and it was kind of fun for her. It was a new experience for this five-year-old. I know you're already questioning my parenting, but anyway. (laughs) I forgive you. Isn't that what Christianity is about? But the point is this. This story tells us that there was the sound like a violent rushing wind and what I like about that is that interestingly enough it says like a violent rushing wind it didn't say it was a violent rushing wind but it says it was like one and the other thing to note is that it it wasn't just experienced by one person it wasn't just a, a, a sort of ecstatic moment in someone's heart All 120 of the believers that were gathered together in one accord experienced this same thing, like a violent rushing wind. A hurricane is an outside power. And what this passage tells us about the fullness of the Spirit is there's an outside power trying to break into our lives. The theologian Gregory Nazianzen put it this way, He said, the Holy Spirit is the Theos Hagraptos, the God about whom no one writes. He's, if you will, the Cinderella of the Trinity. And you only figure out who Cinderella is and what she does in the story when she leaves her stepmother and her two stepsisters to go live in the palace. If you've ever had an outside force like a hurricane knock out all your power, you realize that you have never been generating any of your own power, and you're waiting for that to be restored, whether it's one day, three days, or five days. What the book of Acts tells us as human beings is this, is contrary to what everyone else in the world tells you, which is that outside of you are all the problems. Outside of you are the systems that hinder you. Outside of you are the social problems. Outside of you are the interpersonal problems. Outside of you are the relational problems. And inside you is the latent power to change it all. Christianity says no. It says inside you is the origin of all of those issues. You help create systems. You help create personal relationships, interpersonal relationships. You help create social structures. Outside of you, something from supernature impinges upon nature to bring rescue and salvation. You need something from outside breaking in. Suddenly, there was the sound like a violent wind rushing through that upper room. The second thing that we see is there is inside amazement. Inside amazement. Yesterday, I had this amazing uh, privilege to see Father Denny and his wife Jane renew their vows of 50 years. And what I love about that is the fact that both Father Dennis and Jane In renewing their vows were admitting that they didn't have the power in themselves to live another 50 years loving each other let alone the first 50 but they needed help from outside they needed in the name of god i pledge is the words that they started with they needed something from outside to help them well on returning from the reception that evening around 5.30, I was walking down Orange Avenue with my wife, and um, interestingly enough, there was this internal amazement, and there was this lady stumbling out of a bar at 5.30. It wasn't 9.30 in the morning. It was 5.30 in the afternoon, and she was filled with liquid courage. (laughs) She lost her inner filter. Michael Petrosch joked and said that instead of having just five different languages of of Portuguese and Spanish and Haitian Creole and German and French and uh, Hebrew and Koine Greek represented, we should put an eighth person in there speaking drunk English. (laughs) But we opted not to subject you to that. This person greeted my wife and I um, with just this crazy babble that we couldn't even make out. Now, I'm I'm sure you've met people, but you've, you've never done that. You've never been filled with liquid courage, but you know someone who has. But there's a different inward amazement that Peter has on this day of Pentecost. It's what we would call the first Christian sermon ever preached by the apostles. Peter, 53 days prior, is standing in the courtyard of the house of Annas and Caiaphas, the high priests of Israel. And a little servant girl, maybe 12, 13 years old, approaches Peter and says, aren't you that guy with that northern drawl from Galilee? And he says, heck no, I do not know that man Jesus. And he denies her burly fisherman. Peter is scared of a little servant girl. But what changes 53 days later on this day of Pentecost? There's an outward power and there's an inward amazement that takes grip of Peter. How does it take grip of Peter and how does it take grip of us today? Paul tells us this that the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you and me. You see, Peter is no longer afraid of anything. You can kill Peter, but you can't kill the message. You can hurt Peter. You can torture him. You can even crucify him upside down as that shield shows us up on this column. And that still will not stop the gospel. There's an inward amazement because that same power that rose Christ Jesus from the dead is living and residing in Peter and can live and reside in you. The third thing that we find is this, is that this is a message for all. It's a message for all. It says that that tongues of fire, tongues as of fire, descended upon each of the believers. And then all the hearers heard the gospel in their own language. There's this miraculous thing that happened that Peter spoke in... Not English from an eagle lectern, but he spoke in Aramaic. And all these other Jews who were coming to the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Feast of First Fruits, heard the gospel in their native tongue. It's a universal message. It's a message for you and me. And one of the things that I love about that is that, and I remember reading this. When it was saying Christianity, whose religion is it? It's a book written by Laman Sane, who's a professor, was a professor at Yale, and has now since passed away. He writes it this way He was not brought up as a Christian, he was brought up as a Muslim in Sub Saharan Africa. And what he tells is this He says that in his faith, when he read his holy scriptures, He was told, You're not reading the Holy Scriptures because they're not in Arabic, therefore, you can't read the Holy Scriptures. You're reading someone's interpretation of it, but it's not the Holy Scriptures. One of the things that I love that we do, and our liturgy is just teeming with beautiful theology. After each scripture reading, we say, The Word of the Lord. Not an interpretation of it, or, Oh, this is kind of my opinion. No, the word of the Lord. For Lamin Sane, he realized that other world religions told him, we're going to make you less African and more something else. And then he looked to Western European values, and he saw that Western European values poo-pooed the, the African idea that the world is teeming with good and evil spirits, that there is such a thing as the supernatural. And he said, that mocks who I am. I can't embrace that. But what he found in Christianity was something supernatural, impinging upon the natural It had critiques about his culture, but then it also had things that said, your culture gets it right. You see, Christianity made Laman more African, not less African. Christianity makes you more you, not less you. It makes you the real you. And that's why in baptism, When we go to those waters, we hear those same words that God the Father spoke over his son, Jesus Christ, in the Jordan. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. That's what he wants to speak over every single one of us. It says that the Holy Spirit came down upon Jesus in the form of a dove. God wants to make you more you by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what your personal Pentecost can be. T.S. Eliot puts it this way in his poem, Little Gidding. The dove descending breaks the air with flame of incandescent terror of which the tongues declare the one discharge from sin and error, the only hope or else despair lies in the choice of pyre of pyre to be redeemed from fire by fire. It seemed as though tongues of fire came to rest on each of them. In the Old Testament, God encounters Moses in a burning bush, or better said, a bush that does not burn. God encounters Daniel in a furnace when his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are thrown into a fire. And Nebuchadnezzar, as he looks at that, says, did we not throw three into that fire? Were there not three men in there? And they say, yes, O king. And Nebuchadnezzar replies, but now there is a fourth, and his appearance is like that of the son of the gods. And out of the fire come three of those four men, because one man stays in that fire. And just as the law descended on Mount Sinai and fire descended upon Mount Sinai informed the Old Testament people of God, so fire descended on the day of Pentecost and formed the New Testament people of God. And where that fire consumed everything in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, that fire does not consume us because there was another in the fire. Jesus Christ went to hell and back to rescue you and I from the inward things that plague us so that we could have power from on high. Luke tells us, you will be my witnesses. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, and inspire. Fill our hearts with sacred truth and our hearts with sacred fire. Amen.